Welcome to episode 23. Sounds good. Yeah. I like it. The producer's not in their head. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Excited to chat with you all. We had our executive offsite last week. Yep. Brady, how do you think it went? I thought it went great because it was the. So this is the third time we've done it. Yeah, third time we have. Sorry. Executive offsite we've been doing for a while. About three, four years, five years. This is the third time we start flying out everyone who was hired within that trimester whether it be last year or years prior yes yeah, so we run our business on trimesters not yep. quarters yeah it's way smarter you should do it too um you finally have time to actually do things instead when you have quarters you spend a month planning a month doing and then another month building your next deck which is a copy of your last one because you didn't get anything done yep and all of our clients are on the quarterly schedule so the agency is pretty dang busy when quarters are in other words, up. agencies are external facing businesses. While our teams are doing QBRs and quarterly business reviews for our customers, they're not also trying to do a quarterly business review for directive. Yeah. So we're on a different cadence. Works great. If you've been with us for more than a year, we will fly you out. Newport Beach, nice hotel, fully experienced, pretty dope. Essentially, based on your start date, we do it three times a year. So if you start in T1, you come out, I think, T2, technically. Yeah. So it's like the trimester following. So it's after your 12 months. Mm-hmm. So went well. I mean, I was hosting, so I like to think it went well. But I yeah. Mean, yeah. No, it was good. And it's fun because this is the third one. And so I got to meet a lot of people who have been here for over a year. I just have never met them in person. Dude, is that the case like 99% of the time now? Yeah, but I think when we do... Yeah. T1 again. That's true. Next year, there's going to be a lot of people, people that I saw in the last T1. And so... I always forget who that was. It's so wild. Like, that yeah. was only 12 months ago. But yeah. like, and we fired a ton of people last year, so I'm still going to see new faces. But fired so many. I think we fired like 30 plus people in the last probably 60 days. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And it's going to be like we have people in Canada... Mexico City, EMEA, yeah. so to be able to like meet those people in person. We're hiring paid and SEO people in EMEA right now, too. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Katie about it. Okay. So we're hiring in the UK. Went well, though. Hosted everybody at my house. That was pretty fun. Yep. Live Pono Magic. Yeah. And, you know, I'm local to here, so it's fun to <laughs> people coming in who have never been, some to never been to California. And with that, like, never been to the Newport Beach area. Never been so. to 90s night? How'd you like 90s night? I did not go to 90s <laughs> night. Are you kidding me? I've been. He told me his GPS took him the, there was a detour. Yeah, I mean, I had a, Where he landed in his I bed. had a colleague staying with me who lives in San Diego. <laughs> a colleague. Now Drew's a colleague. He's a colleague for the podcast. Some people don't know who he is. He's a colleague. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, a good friend of mine, too. Yeah. And so his goal was to get home by 10 p.m. That night? On Friday night. Oof. And so the second we heard people were leaving the restaurant, not going straight to like a bar, they were going back to the hotel and then going out, we got lost on the way to the bar and ended I, up at my house. I fully, in this case, respect and understand it because that. it was pure willpower that I was operating <laughs> on. I have my aura ring. I don't ring. know how you did it. You know how we do the aura rings? Yeah. Yeah. And my readiness score Saturday morning? 70. It's like 26. Oh, it's terrible. No, I mean, I was I was dead. Yeah. I, I had a full body hangover, barely drank. I drove everybody. <laughs> like, I had, like, yeah. one drink every, like, couple hours and just died. Yeah. No, it was a lot. I was, like, losing my voice. Just loud restaurants talking. I don't hear well. 
And so I just shout at people. I'm sure they hear just fine. So I'm just screaming the whole time. Dude, my body shut down at dinner. I ordered a drink. I didn't touch it. Yeah, I couldn't. My body was just like, you are done, dude. And then I rallied and I went to the goat. It's crazy. I wasn't going to drink at that last dinner, but they had some guava cocktail. <laughs> I heard their cocktails were good. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't as guava-y as I'd like, but what Nothing you can do. Is. It was no guava and Coors Light. It was no Mamosa, <sighs> but it was good. And then we went to 90s night. And 90s night did was... you make it? So do you, you made it to 90s night? And I made it to the intermission. Was, oh, like 90s night has an intermission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I said goodbye to everybody. Like, You're leaving? And I was just like, bro, I, I can't believe I made it this long. I heard people made it till 2 a.m. Oh, I don't doubt it. Machines. But I was a hero. Okay. I, I, that was pure. I was running on pure effort. That was willpower. Yeah. That was like uh, Michael Jordan on his flu game. Like I was <laughs> out there just surviving. The adrenaline kicking in. Oh my God. No, man, I got lost. You did get lost. I got lost. Ended up in my driveway. <laughs> it happens. Ended up in your bed, relaxing, hanging out with your wife. Should have used Google Maps. Were you okay on Saturday though? Or were you just. Yeah, I was okay. I mean, I was. I couldn't talk. Probably went to bed. Yeah, my voice was shot. You weren't. Yeah, but you weren't thinking all the small no, no, things. No, I, I had never made it that <sighs> far in the night. And I was whispering most of it, like doing the faking over scene. Like, yeah, yeah. People think you're just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you had it, it, I was but... part of it. I trust me. I wanted to sing. Yeah. But then I did download like Fallout Boy Essentials on the way home, okay. and I was just. Sugar, we're going down. I was just doing the whole thing. I was and great. You were going down swinging. Oh, I went down swinging. <laughs> Anything else yeah. this weekend? Um, saw family, had some cousins in town from Vegas. Yep. Um, they saw my sister's son for the first time. He's like two and a half now, so that was fun for them to be able to meet him. And then really didn't do anything on Monday, which was nice. I, f- I finally gave myself that like full day of nothing that I should have had when we had over a week off in late December, but didn't give myself that so monday was wife had work and i just did nothing you're just there i left to get jersey mics king of the castle about it 99 fire yep got the 99 if you guys don't know jersey mics greatest sandwich ever made the 99 fire it's like a combination of two cheesesteaks i think the numbers add up has like chipotle mayo and then extra jack cheese and jalapenos jalapenos mushrooms steak obviously the greatest bad sandwich ever made yeah because it is bad i went back and had it and i was like this is a gar- oh i felt terrible it's a garbage can sandwich yeah, but I it's the best garbage can terrible you ever had. after yeah it's like island's burgers i don't know why i love island's burgers i have never felt more fat <laughs> they're pretty big is that what it is i don't know what it is but i can eat any yeah. burger and then if i have an island's burger i'm pretty much just eating cholesterol yeah i'm with you yeah, it's, it just happens. Yeah, it's a big burger. Well, we're back in the studio. Back in the studio. It's an off day. It's Wednesday right now. Normally we rec- record on Mondays. Bro, we we never take a week off. I said we take a lot of days off, but we never take a week off. I feel like we always get it done. Yeah, I Except mean we've taken we've taken some off <laughs> recently, but it's good because we talked about it. We were like what eight episodes ahead yeah, in terms like... of like recording or posting schedule. Well, yeah, because I was like, the world needs more Kanye, and then he <laughs> and went then all... Kanye goes out and does all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, now he's going to drop. And then the episode drops. Yeah, the episode drops, you know, six months later when Kanye's, like, Mr. like Hitler guy, and I didn't know he was going to turn into Hitler guy. Yeah. I mean, could you say I could have guessed? Yeah, yeah I could have guessed. 
But I still think you know he's a great artist. I'm trying to separate the man from the artist. You know what I mean? It's been it's been tough though. Yeah, he didn't really help me on that one. No, but that's where that eight week gap in <laughs> recording an episode and getting posted can really come back to get you. Yeah, people are like, do you want to cancel it? I'm like, no, we're gonna keep that take. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna keep the world needs more Kanye take. Pretty sure we we talked about Andrew Tate, right? And this was once again eight weeks ago. <laughs> He gets arrested for like sex trafficking. Oh yeah, and, my, and the clip of us talking oh, yeah, about him clip team drops just like a week later. The clips. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on LinkedIn or Facebook. Honestly, TikTok. if you're on this podcast, <laughs> you might be in legal trouble at some point in the yeah, next six weeks. We're really weeks. foreshadowing here <laughs> yeah. that stuff's about to go down in your life. Yeah, you're six weeks away from trouble, oh, my man. friend. But <laughs> we're we're now I think three to four weeks, so we've closed the gap a little bit, which I like. I do like that. Because, you know, I think there's going to be weeks where we can't do it. Well, I mean, I've seen your vacation schedule. That's what I was kind of alluding to. <laughs> Brady's the uh, last week of work for the years coming up in the yep, next yep. month or so. Summertime is coming up pretty quickly here. He's moving permanently to Hawaii. We, yeah, we expand into EMEA and I learned about their holiday schedule and <laughs> culture there. And I'm trying to, you know, Yeah, reconnect with bit. your European roots. Yep. Yeah. Dude, it's so wild when you go. There. It's like you're in Spain, and they just shut the restaurant down for three months. So they're because they're on holiday. Yeah. Why not have someone run it? They're like, well, no, if we're not here, it doesn't run. It's very much like family, like mm-hmm. that. Like if the family's on vacation, the restaurant's closed. They don't like hire Mikey or Susie to run it. No. Yeah, yeah. Restaurant's closed. Oh, crazy. Very Spanish names there, Mikey and Susie. <laughs> yeah. I was. It was that, or I do the the Mexican accent, and I decided maybe yeah. not. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> My wife hates when I do that. Yeah. Because she's, Cause she's Costa, Costa Rican, Rican speaks right? Spanish. But then Very I'll do well. like my, you know, grew up playing soccer with the Hispanic community voice. Yeah. She doesn't find that as funny as I do. <laughs> but we got some advertising jealousy today. Yeah. Are you going? You're on the screen right now. So I assume you're going first. And I see a McDonald's ad, which I'm always a fan of. I'm not going to do that one first, no? Okay. We're gonna do that Never one. mind. There's no McDonald's ad. No one knows. Yeah, yeah. No one knows. Okay, so, yeah. Go full screen, Scarlett. So, I'm going to talk about this. It's not really an ad. Okay. Because I've seen this guy, so I was curious. I'm like, I haven't really seen him with an ad placement. Not an ad. But it's an ad. All right. Okay. So, I want to first use your favorite artist of all time as an example. Cardi B. Of course, yeah. Thank you. I, I got that correct, right? 100%. Okay, good. And people think I'm joking. I'm not joking. Cardi B is kind of your girl. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Brady's a big fan of Cardi B's I will listen marketing. To Cardi B. And her marketing. Yeah. And what I think back in the day, right, she was on like a reality show, right? I think that's Cardi I B. I don't know. Okay, so I'm pretty sure Cardi B and her story. I'm going to... Can't wait to see the comments. On no, this, this is good. Let's just we yeah. just this is how we have to do it to get yeah, comments. Yeah. So you start saying <laughs> random stuff. From what I remember, from actually literally talking with you, which is why I thought I was going to bring this up, and now it's not going the way I wanted. How long ago was this conversation? We've known each other for like twelve years. Dude. I haven't listened to Cardi B in half a decade. This is over half a decade. Old okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Back when you were totally into her, she came okay. on and was like, "Who's yeah. Nikki? I'm Cardi." Yeah, 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 yeah. This was like Cardi's the new queen. Yep. And you were talking about how she was on a reality show, and she would respond to all the comments, did all her own social, and she kind of made herself into a music star without actually having a background in music. Okay. And I think she was a stripper. 
Okay. You're the one who told me all Scarlett's this. Scarlett's naughty, and I do. I think. Am she I was. right, Scarlett? Yeah. She was a stripper on a reality TV show, and then she built a music career out of it. I don't remember the reality okay. TV show. I know she was a stripper. Though. Oh yeah. So you told me all this, ironically, like eight years ago, because okay. Cardi was your girl. It was a while ago. Cardi's Quavos. Are, well, are Quavo, she was with you before. Were they Quavo. together? I think recently, maybe, but she was with you before that. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you, this is this is this is more recent. Yeah, I used to play yeah. it at home a lot. Yeah, there was like Cardi. Okay, yeah, and that's fine. I like Cardi. But I thought how she did it was very stereotypical for how you would do it back then. Mm-hmm. Reality TV was big. Not that it's not big now. But, like, there was ways you did it. I think SoundCloud, things like that. Yeah. Now, it is far more about social media mm-hmm. and less about the streaming platform. So, yeah. back then, it was all SoundCloud rappers. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. And she would – I really yes. like – she would go on her Instagram. See, now he's pretending like he yeah. remembers. No, oh, it's clicking. Yeah, it's clicking. Yeah. It's clicking. It's, you, it's clicking. She would go on her Instagram <laughs> and just talk to her fans and talk about the drama. BSing. And she was – And yeah. it was hilarious. She'd yes. go live. See, I'd watch is... it. Yes. Yes, okay, yes, this yes. Is... I'm literally – it's a podcast we do together. I'm bringing up stories you told me, bro. I know, man. Five years ago. Oh, that's – Tough. I need you to keep it together for us. I don't really have the file cabinets organized too well up there, <laughs> especially the Cardi B one. But that's how they used to do it. And I was yep. thinking, how do they do it now? Mm-hmm. Right? We used to have SoundCloud rappers. Yep. Now we have TikTok rappers. Okay. And what I wanted to show was how I see the top creators, whether yep. it's music, whatever it is. I mean, in our case, marketing, sales, whoever you are, how you can build a differentiated, hyper-engaging, personalized brand mm-hmm. in what's the new music video? You know, like yep. back in the day, like a Friday, Friday, whatever, <laughs> yep. Rebecca Black? Of course. That was like how you did it back then. You yep. like you did a dope-ass like music video. Mm-hmm. That's what you did. Now, TikTok. Yeah. Social. And... I think this dude. Okay, I see the angle now. Is the goat of the new TikTok first style music video. And he's actually legit, really talented. But the storytelling of how he releases his songs in an engaging, shareable format Mm -hmm. to gain traction is genius to me. Okay. I wish I was a thousands of good as good as this guy is at social media so let's watch yo 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 what is he doing oh yeah so he was telling me that if you uh carry so. it a certain way you can play it like a flute he really thinks that's gonna work apparently it's a thing just ignore him ready uh yeah do me a favor pull up that pull up that one session we that beat yeah, look, they said that I couldn't do it, so I went and did it. W's only, you know I've been winning. Top of the world, the globe is spinning, spinning. If you know, you know I've been on a what? Mission. Okay, let's get it. Got a little time on my hands like a wristwatch. I don't got time for the breaks and the pit stop. Race through the gridlock. Take it like Chris Rock. Right to the chin. Still win. Heavy metals like Slipknot. Got the driving. I got tunnel vision. I just hit my stride the way I run the business. I've been making paper like I'm done to Mifflin. See the end game. I got one division. Look, I don't ever bother with a critic. Hit him with a chronicle of Riddick. Boom. Bottle full of Riddle and I hit him. It's good. It's completely yeah. unique, creative, and different. Yeah. And he's obviously a pr- the producer. Yeah. He's obviously the rapper. He's not looking to get like, oh, but go to my Spotify and listen to my full song. Like, I think this is his game. Yeah, no, he 
has all of a sudden too i've seen him that those songs are going viral on other people's tiktoks yeah so people are like that's what's so genius is like if you think about soundcloud and all these platforms and even apple music or spotify theoretically you want to make even instagram all social you want to make it to the explore Mm. you right you want to make it to to the point where you are a part of the cultural conversation in that moment yeah Right, like Spotify, maybe your most streamed. Apple Music, you're trending. TikTok, everyone's using your music mm-hmm. for their clips, mm-hmm. and I think it's just genius how he keeps it inside the platform. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's a total like that's what I saw this guy. So TikTok rappers are genius, and I've already been following this guy, but I was like, yeah, I didn't actually see it from that angle. Yeah, and you can actually start to see, okay, they're actually doing full storytelling. With the content. Yeah, I think, is Freddie Mac another one? Have you seen his stuff? Where he has people give him, like, each a word, and then he does a freestyle connecting all those words, and he no, does it on, like... I'm sure it's the same kind of, like, yeah, concept. I think he did it on, like, Omegle, right? So I saw one, it was, like, four kids from Ohio, they each give him a word, and he just freestyles for them oh, okay. for, like, three minutes straight. That's it. It's similar to this, yeah. right? He's a rapper. But that's interactive, but that's too. His, yeah, that's kind of his style that's, of... Well, because you have to make the... The content now has to be viral enough, if that makes sense, to, like, to work. Yeah. I don't think you can just... Like, I think if this guy just did the song, like, a music video style, he'd be another guy Yeah, trying to make it. Definitely. And people wouldn't, like, rec- I feel like it's a great way of showing his talent. And he keeps doing these styles because I've seen his other videos. Like I've been following this guy for a while. He's so good. I'm like, dang, this guy. Yeah. I wish I could. Because this whole storytelling of the three different personas mm-hmm. and they walk in, the cuts are clean. Yeah, everyone's different. I've seen a few of his. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah. So. Even the guy on the him, but the carrot flute whispering like the next line to <laughs> rhyme with. Yeah, like it's it just so funny. Yeah, it's genius. And clever. Very clever. Very talented. I just thought, what a great example for our audience to show, like, what creativity does mm-hmm. when trying to do something different. He didn't try to do, this is my point, I always try to tell you with marketing. He didn't try to do a better music video. Yeah. He did an entirely different music yeah, video. he found white space in the game. Correct. And that's what makes him him instead of another version of someone else. Yeah. And that's pretty dope. Now, speaking of people doing things entirely different, let's go to the, the next tab, Scarlett. The McDonald's ad. I love it. Have you seen I'm it? I'm loving it. Oh, you are. Have you seen this one yet? I have not. I don't think so. All right.
love it. I love the the eyebrows at the end, the integration of red and yellow throughout it in a very subtle way. I hate that I'm never going to be able to see someone's eyebrows and not think about McDonald's. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. I think I'm going to be able to move on from that. Yeah, if you think of this. Yeah. Maybe. I think I'm always thinking about McDonald's. <laughs> I oh, it was really good. It's great. It's great, but I love the like the little tweet on is like new McDonald's ever. No ba da ba ba ba. Yeah. Right, and then no food or restaurant, and it was a direct. I don't know who Edgar Wright is. Maybe I'm just. I'm uncultured, obviously. But yeah, I, mean, Wright, I don't know that. When you do it in all caps, it makes me feel like he's important. Too well. We search Edgar Wright for us. Let's just see. Because they're like acting like I was directed by Edgar Wright. Oh my God, Edgar Wright. Yeah. I'm an idiot, so that doesn't mean anything. But it was Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Oh, I did like Hot Fuzz. Okay. Big time director. Yeah. So not just like a commercial director. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's a big time director. English bloke. Can't believe you didn't know who he was. Well, I mean, <laughs> with such classics as Last Night in Soho, Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead, and others. It's hot. Yeah. Yeah. I did like uh, Hot Fuzz, though. I don't think I've seen any of these. They're very... They're, Br- they're British comedian. Okay. Comedy stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's a different style. But... What a killer ad. It was really good. Do you think it's better, the fact that I didn't have any food at a restaurant? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like... Remember the... Can I get a... Like, that's what I liked about that ad, is they never said a food item. That's true. So it's kind of like their style of advert, but yeah, not showing any food, starting with just a sticky note and just like the recognition. I love how they connected the arches to eyebrows. And I wonder who. Yeah, was, I didn't see that coming. I don't like, know who was so high that they connected arches to eyebrows, but I can see arches in your yeah, eyebrows. Because you don't connect it till they mess with the logo and they cut it out and do the. Correct. And then I went, oh my God. And then you can't stop thinking about yeah. it. Like right now I can just see arches. Like I'm, you're looking like a French fry to me. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Oh, so I'm McDonald's French fry. As long as you didn't say I look like a Big Mac, I'll. <laughs> I'm with you. A double the quarter pounder. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. Any other thoughts on this? Um, I just want to ask: Have you gotten the McDonald's app? No, I'm not a big fast food app guy. So, <laughs> my brother-in-law got me on the app this weekend. Oh no, that's what Brady needs. It's crazy. I haven't used it yet. This means you're working out more. Yeah. yeah, I'm saving money. It's Wait, time out. How you, uh, financial fitness, I guess. Okay, financial fitness. Okay, great, so, Brady. How are you saving money? Rewards and deals. Free large fry with a minimum purchase of $1. Okay. 30% off quarter pounder, free double cheeseburger. Is all each time you can use them or are they one So time? I think you can use one deal per order. But the deals are always cycling, and then oh. you—it's a really clean app. You like collect points, and then you can use your points to buy items. Oh no, that's not good for you, Brady. Well, he, my brother-in-law, if you can win this points game. My brother-in-law, who's a doctor, yeah, <laughs> is still like McDonald's is my vice. Okay. He's like, if you get McDonald's at least once a month, once every two months, get it's worth app. getting the app. So I haven't Myra used it yet, but I downloaded it. I was very fries. impressed. Myra loves their fries, and like I—I I know it's her guilty pleasure. To pretend like I think she's getting them for the kids, but then she eats some of the fries yeah. too. So you could get a small fry, which is probably a dollar or something, and then get a free large fry with it on the app. 
So you can get a large fry and a small fry for like a dollar twenty nine. I think large fries are normally three dollars. And my kids cents. would love that. They're just chomping on those. Just saying the app, it, it impressed me because he he's talked about it a couple of times. Like, dude, it's just a McDonald's. Do they do like app. lottery style? Because I would like it more if it was like a slot machine style. So every time you went, you could like check in, and then the slot machine would go. No, because that'd be clever. Yeah, like it, it is it a, more like is, it changes. Like when I saw it on Sunday, was it gamified and how it changes? Oh, do you unveil? Because I would want to. It was like, sponsored. It was a Chargers deal for a free Big Mac with an okay, order now I over like a dollar. That. So I like the in-app right advertising. after they lost that game. <laughs> Chargers chargered. I it didn't was... text my brother. He's like a hardcore fan. Oh, man. I wanted to so bad because I was talking so much trash around how the Chargers are always going to be the Chargers. They're always going to be a little brother franchise till they get their own stadium. And yeah. They proved me so right, and it felt so good. Who beat them? Was it Jaguars? Jacksonville? After like they were down like 27-0. My uncle called it. First Jacksonville touchdown, he's like, they're going to come back and win this game. Okay, so it was my first time, Myra, I was, like, talking up Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, he's great. He had a rough season. Urban Meyer was grabbing butts. Tough situation. Got to watch this guy. He's great. He threw four picks in a row after I said that. But then... So you were the... And I turned off the game. I've opened up the my app, like, four hours later. They won. I didn't know what happened. I was blown away. I watched most of it. It was... It was wild. It was impressive. Well, good to talk about that. I just wish they would unlock case like FIFA Ultimate Team, the app, the game I play, like the one video game I've played for the last five years. You unlock packs. And yeah, you open like pack. You never knew lottery. who the player is. I wish on the on the the uh, McDonald's. Yeah. You would unlock your offer each day, so I could see people like opening up the McDonald's app each day and seeing yeah. what the offer was, and if it was a good enough one, they'd go in. It would be cool for like that to be an option to use your points on is like a mystery package where, you know, you don't know what item you're going to get, but you know, it's going to be the best a deal for one. Yeah. Cause because maybe here's what I would do. Would they do this with FIFA? This is what you're going to like. So they have this thing called pack luck. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's luck at all. I think they know how much you're willing to spend on FIFA points. that yeah. you need to buy to get the packs and they drip you in just enough to get a good card often enough that you keep buying the points yeah and like what i found is if let's say i don't play for two weeks i log back in and i open a pack it's gonna give you something good it usually gives me something really good to get me back into playing the game so my point is if you had location services on in order to unlock the item you had to enable location services on your phone Mm mm-hmm and they knew when you had been to McDonald's or not recently, or just based off of app usage. Yeah, they just have your order history in the app. I would set it up so I would give you more compelling offers if you haven't been recently than if yeah. you go all the time. Yeah, make it dynamic to Correct. your order history. Because that's what FIFA does. Yeah. I guarantee they get me sucked back into the game by giving me a dope card when I haven't played in a while. Yeah. You do the same thing with them and be like, you get three fries <laughs> if you come back. And then all of a sudden people come back. Yeah. And in like the bonus pack, because it's all to make more money in the end of the day. So they could even look into what you usually order and make sure they don't give you that. So that even when you use the credits, you're also buying other things. Now you're seeing, I bet you they're doing something similar. I bet you they have something in the back end. That's yeah. I haven't seen soda on it yet. Probably because the margin is so good on it. Even though they've always, they've been doing like a dollar any size for a while. What a crazy concept, right? Yeah. I mean, the math behind these apps and the psychology behind it would be very interesting to well and the scale of volume you must have to be able to still make a margin on something so cheap is oh, nuts. yeah i mean the volume is yeah. massive 
All right. Well, great enough, company though. Love McDonald's. McDonald's. It's a real estate company, actually. It's not yeah. a food company. Oh they say. wow. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's, that's what I hear. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. There's, a, there's always a headline that says that in like no, the finance there Instagram always pages. Is. McDonald's is a real estate company, not a food company. Did you watch Founder or whatever that one was? No. Oh, you gotta watch that movie. I've heard it's good. It was good. Yeah. It's all about how they're a real estate company. Not okay. Okay. It's, okay. That's why so people watch that and then they post it on Instagram. Correct. And I see it. Okay. Yeah, that's how it gets. That's how it happens. All right. Let's see yours. What do you got for us? I have a vintage 2006. Oh, that is real. Apple ad. Wow, that's almost older than us. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you're so old now. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got. Hello, I'm a Mac. I remember this. And one. I'm a PC. These are my favorites. Zoom tight. You okay? No, I'm not okay. I have that virus that's going around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, better, you better stay back. This one's a doozy. That's okay. I'll be fine. No, no. Do not be a hero. Last year, there were 114,000 known viruses for PCs. PCs, not Macs. So, you just grab this one. I think I got to crash. Hey, if you feel like that'll help, good. Yes. So, there's 2006 Mac for you right there. Well, do they do one on the blue screen ever? I think they do something on the blue screen. So, it's a whole get a Mac is the theme and so even restarting Show me a couple more i yeah. want to see a couple more no, i was watching these all night can we get a get a mac search get a mac on uh, youtube for me scarlet yeah i want to see all these yeah that restarting one up there is one oh there we go top 15 let's just watch all 15 i'm down hello i'm a mac and i'm a pc well after five years vista's finally here whoopee for the whole entire world what's wrong that isn't wrong i mean my new operating system arrives i've had nothing but problems i had to buy a new graphics card get new memory now I can't even use some of my software and peripherals. I mean, let's face it, this party's a bust. We should do this again sometime. Sure, are you free in another five years? Ooh, I have an all-day meeting in five years. How about five years in a day? Well, I got a strategy session that day. What about five years in two days? <laughs> Hello, I'm a Mac. And I'm a PC. Whoa, whoa, what happened to you, PC? Kids happened. I was bought for a home. Now I have to make movies and blogs and listen to music every night. I'm crying myself to sleep mode. Sorry about that. You were made to stimulate 10-year-old brains with your eye life jazz. All I want to do is balance their checkbooks. I don't think 10-year-olds have checkbooks. No checkbooks, no inboxes, no employers. Just wild imaginations. But, oh, I have to go listen to some emo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, you hit pause, bro. Yeah. Okay. So this started like a war. I was looking into it and like Microsoft responded with as at like they give people a thousand dollar budget and if they find a computer under a thousand dollars, they give it to them for free. And like the lady starts at the Mac store and says there was only one under a thousand. It was a 13 inch screen. And then she makes it to like Best Buy or something and shops all these HPs and finds one for 600 bucks that has everything she needs. So it started this yeah, kind of peasant. <laughs> as a said yeah um and then they did one with more of like a global like i teach my kids on pc and it was like a school somewhere in africa and this other group of people talking about how they use pc so they did like this global scale on how the world uses pc but it, it was like them trying to counter this campaign which that I doesn't sound was, nearly as funny or as engaging as this campaign. No, this was brilliant. I know we've, we've talked about before just the production, too, is the brilliance. It's just a white studio background. and What was he in? Because he was in something I in 2006 him, that was, like, big. Like, Scarlett, do you know? The Get a Mac actor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is he from, like, a raunchy comedy? Yes. 
I'm just trying to remember which one. I think he was Justin. No, no. Justin Long. Is... Justin Long. Okay. He was like an accepted. Yep, accepted was great. What else? Maybe go to his. Is that uh, one they made that college? Is that accepted? Okay. That's probably a movie I recognize. Accepted dodgeball. Oh, he's in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Wait, is there a crossover now with? Okay, no, that's not. Yeah, he's I just saw, not I that into movies. From I that. know. I was like, oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god. <laughs> he's just not that into. Is that a favorite of yours? No. Oh yeah, dodgeball. He's the younger guy in dodgeball. He's 44. We're so old. Never seen Die Hard. Okay. So he's a big actor. Um, yeah, I mean, he was with Drew Barrymore. So you gotta know. Yeah. Okay, so I think what's great about it is how applicable it is. And what I mean by that is if you're Apple, you're in a cons- exceptionally consolidated market. You have two options. Windows, Mac, PC, Mac. Mm-hmm. Those are your two options. I wish more of our customers or clients had the confidence in their own products when in super consolidated spaces to do the same. Yeah. But the only way you can do this ad is if you're so confident. Well, you got to be confident in two things. You got to be confident that when someone does buy a computer, these are their two options. Yeah. You have to be very confident that everyone already knows who both you are. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very confident that you're better so you can just make the other person appear worse. Yeah. That's important. Because I think a lot of our customers are in consolidated markets with maybe more than one competitor. Maybe there's two mm-hmm. or three. But not much more. And they don't have the confidence to say they're better. Yeah. In, in, and in a humorous way, that is, frankly, I, I've been here free for one week. I've yeah. been here free for one week. I mean, they call <laughs> out the fact that they use Microsoft Suite just fine on Mac. They even call out, they have one about the charger, how if someone trips over the charger, it's a magnet, so it just pops out. And the PC guy talks about how he tripped over and his computer fell off the table. Like, they just dive into so many areas. And it seemed like Microsoft, they only had price. Or not they Microsoft, do. PC. They still, that's, by the way, that's still all they have. Yeah. They have, and they have the weird feature that went out of date. So historically, the value of Mac and same with our PC as well as Android was you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And customers are like, well, I only want to do these five things and I just want it to be really easy and fun. And people are like, no, no, no. You can do everything. And I think the problem with PC is still like that. You can make your PC anything. Mm-hmm. You can make your Android phone anything. But it's not nearly as good at the things you always do. Yeah. Like the trackpad. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used a trackpad on a PC? No. Your finger is like going across like sticky sandpaper. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like all the tactile things of Apple and the product design that make it so addictive to using and make us so loyal as customers. Yeah. PC doesn't have any of that. All they have is power, customization, and price. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is good. But I remember my PC back in the day always had that blue screen. It was always breaking down. Well, that's what I resonated with this because that was around the time frame where I think I went from a Dell to a Mac. And what I had to sacrifice was really gaming. Correct. Like Mac still isn't great at gaming. But I remember the blue screen viruses happening and just having that perception like Macs don't get viruses. Yeah, that was such a great ad. And like, it could have been from that campaign. It may have just no, been a general perception. At our age, like, yeah, when we go through, it was they, like, Macs don't have viruses. Exactly. Sure, you're going to have to learn a new operating system, and they don't work the same. And our, Remember how scared our parents were of a MacBook? Like, they could never figure one out? My yeah. parents use it all now. Do they yours? Yeah. Or this? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah they, even they our they parents have iPads, had iMacs. Yeah. But they were, remember back in the day, they were like, I don't know if they'll have Word and Excel. And yep. What about my Outlook? Quicken. And, yeah, can I Quicken? And what about, it doesn't right click. Did you know it doesn't right click? You're like, yeah, it does. And they're like, what do you mean? And you show them, you're like, oh my God. Like, but remember how yeah. like, different it was like a big like cost of switching? Definitely. And so it's a brilliant ad because I feel like this is when they were taking serious market share. Mm. And it's for the general consumer too. Like PC does still have gaming. And they did botch the Vista rollout. I remember that. Like I don't really remember that. But like they had Windows XP and Windows 10 and Windows Vista, all these mm-hmm. things. And it never, none of them really went great. Yeah. So I love it, man. That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Brady, teach us, educate us. Yeah. This should be a quick one, okay. but it's an interesting one. I, I, I remember finding this and it was like news to me that it was going on and there's kind of a general lesson tied to it. And so, as you know, but maybe the audience doesn't, um, a lot of our clients invest in directories. Third review sites. Third party review sites, similar to a Yelp, a TripAdvisor, mm. but for software products. Oh, wow. Yes, and they often rank well organically, but these directories also pay for ads. Yeah, like because what, right what there. happens on them is when, and we are going to click it, when we click that Captera ad, Google's going to make money. Captera's pockets to Google's pockets. When we, if we start clicking on the visit website buttons, Captera is then making money. And so it's worth it to them to pay Google a little bit, a little bit of money to then have people click their visit website buttons, which are all sponsored for them to make that money back in profit. So this is what we like to call a little cost per click arbitrage. Yes. So what we're saying, if I can maybe repeat this back to you, so I'm, I'm getting this correctly here, is let's say Captera spends $10 to advertise on best gift card software. Yep. And then they charge each of these vendors $7 a click. Yeah. Five star could be at 10. Cinderella could be at nine. It's all just a a bid war to get these spots. And so theoretically, if you were to click on two and they have data that says on average you click on three, they could be making almost $6 for every click they spend on Google. That's pretty smart. Yep. Very similar to, I know I've probably even sat on the podcast before, but the Yahoo Facebook ads. You have talked oh about Oh my that. gosh. That always gets you going. So they were advertising, check out the new used cars for 2020 on Facebook. You click on that ad. They pay Facebook for that click. It then goes to the Yahoo search engine where people are doing ads like Subaru and Toyota. And then when the users click those, the Yahoo's like making way more money back yeah. because search engine cost per click is way higher than social. Is that illegal at all? So I did. Because it's a good little money I've done a few scheme. like LinkedIn Twitter posts about it. Okay. And most people agree it's unethical. Unethical, yes. Because Subaru is bidding on the search engine for search intent, not for someone to click. From a social intent. A clickbait ad on Facebook. It's and it's like a preloaded. Though. Oh, it's brilliant. It's a, if you start it's missing your quarterly machine. earnings, you can just turn that cash it machine It is a on. cash machine. Like imagine if you did it for personal injury lawyers. Oh my gosh. You know, so you just run Facebook ads for yeah. personal injury. Always be prepared. Check out your local personal injury lawyer. Have you sneezed or fallen or even breathed in the last 36 months? You could be inclined for millions. Click here. They click and it's just, they're charging yeah. $170 a click to the PI lawyers. Well, not even that because that pre-qualifies it. You could say, always be prepared. 
you should know your local personal personal injury lawyers. Like the ad could just be that. So no injuries, no intent, but they're like, oh yeah, I should probably see who's in my area. They click on the Facebook ad, then it goes to the personal injury lawyer near me where it can cost up to 600 bucks in LA for a click. That would be... That's true advertising platform evil. Yeah. So what's your point here? Just to so tell us about it? That wasn't even it. Okay. So, <laughs> so we looked up, we looked up um, gift card software, best gift card software. Yeah, we did. Right. We clicked on the ad that said best gift card software. If you scroll up a little bit, you'll see compare products, features, ratings, gift card management software for your organization. Well, these are helpful because you can tell if they have all the greens or so also it's funny, all the greens. Look at five stars. Yeah. Gift card management, they don't even do it. No. Why would be, they be number one in gift card software if they don't even do it? Look at the URL. This isn't a gift card management software page. This is their customer loyalty software page. Oof. So what Captera did... Their advertising's got is, that broad match stuff from Google. Well, no, they, they dynamically change the text on the page based on the search. Oh, so that's using DKI on Yeah, the... so this is their customer loyalty software page but they're getting money by showing it for gift card software. They're changing the text. So the user thinks it's gift card software and five stars is getting screwed because yep. five stars is actually bidding on customer loyalty software. That's the directory they want to be in. That's what they do. Yep. And Captera is doing a pretty cheeky move here. A little SEM compare. That's their, that's all their money making folder where they just screw all their advertisers. Yeah. I bet you could see all the people they screw through that root folder SEM compare, and you could see all the ancillary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, categories. The reason why I found this was because I was looking for directories for a prospect that does gift card software. Okay. So they're an API. They fuel a bunch of like the consumer facing gift card platforms like the Postals and the Sendosos. They're an API behind the scenes. And so I was trying to find a directory for them. Yep. And so I found this and the reason why I caught it, cause I was like, Oh, cool. There's a directory for it. Well, you know, get five stars. Cause we've, like, we've recommended them back when yeah. we did local SMB stuff. Yeah. But I was like, Oh, cool. I well, found they don't one. do gift card management is the very first thing too. There's an X in it. Yeah. Ironically. Yes. Of like, well, that's why they're getting screwed. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're definitely getting, they're the definition of getting screwed. But for the prospect, I was like, wait, this actually might not work. Because this isn't a gift card software page. It's just a customer loyalty page. Correct. Um, so Do they even... have a gift card page? No. Jeez. They haven't built it. Well, then, So essentially, let's go Let's go back one more thing. Because I want to see how they got to this point. So hit back. So they're Top using gift DKI. card management software. So yeah, but at some point, is this, okay, so is this really Captera's fault? Okay, so here's what could be happening. You can scroll up a little more for me. Scroll up. So this is best gift card software. Yep. Google, and I've seen this now. I don't look at it as much as you do anymore. But what I found when I'm like coaching some of these agency guys, I'm trying to help them. None of them ever look at their search term reports. Yeah. So, I mean, I do the same crud I've been doing forever. You look at search term report, filter by cost, filter by conversion, see what's up. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Google, and you'll, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. They're, they kind of got rid of fr- like phrase and everything's broad. And like, and I'm not like yeah, saying close variant matching. Yeah, but not synonym broad. Took out a lot of control. Closely, similarly related, yeah. categorically broad. Yes, just like this. Like gift cards are similar to loyalty management, so we could advertise on it. So my question is, what if Captera isn't purposely managing right advertising on this? So what they're doing is they're just embracing 
Google's broad and then categorically using DKIs to have that gift card management software pops up to match that query. Yeah, but and it's then, not an exact match, so I know that's not a DKI. Because they're using... And then the page changes. With you're saying even... the MGMT makes it non-DKI? Because you know it's not. Because someone had to manually type yeah. that in to squeeze the word in. Yeah. They ran out of characters. So you can tell it's intentional. Dang. So essentially... Not cool, Captera, Gartner, you own them. Like Five Star, they're it, the ones... They're getting screwed. Getting screwed. Because the other ones do offer gift card management so Dang, it's not the worst Detective thing in the world for brady's them. putting people on blast today so the lesson is yeah what's the lesson and this brady? is like the biggest strength i think in average i mean even seo digital in general is you gotta understand the realities of what's actually going on because five star thinks oh yeah it's the customer loyalty page yep. that's what i do all this traffic is coming from that the reality is captera is actually pointing a lot of gift card intent traffic to that customer loyalty page yep. masking it as these are all gift card solutions so then the user thinks oh they're not going to see that grayed out checkbox under gift card management they're going to think five stars the best at this yep. they don't even do it five stars then paying captera and now captera doesn't work even though just that category that you're driving 90 percent of your traffic to yeah. doesn't work well most of the traffic probably is still customer loyalty so this is probably just getting masked Right, it's not like nothing's ever working for them, yeah, so they might not even identify it as a problem. And the way you discover these things, and so I've always said, is you got to walk a mile in your customer's shoes. You got to go to the yeah. SERP, the search engine results page, and do the searches yourself. Like actually search as if you're a customer, and then ask yourself the most simple question in the world: Would I actually hire us for this? Like, where am I not showing up? Where am I showing up incorrectly? Mm -hmm. Where do I need to start showing up? What can I do? Are there other places to advertise? Oh, these news sites rank. Oh, do they have GDN? Oh, I could launch a display ad. Like, there's so much that you can learn and be creative as a marketer if you just go to the search engine results yeah. page and act like your customer. Oh, it tells you just even the search engine results page, how it how the algorithm runs tells you a ton of information. Yeah, like what type of content ranks. Yeah, like you'll look up, a lot of people go after their competitor names, yeah. right? But in the software world, a lot of just the end user of that software uses Google to log in. <laughs> and you can find out if that's the case if you Google the software name and the login page yep, is a in a featured card. snippet yep. or it's ranked very high even though it doesn't have rankable content on it. That is Google telling you, well, most of the time when my users look this up, they actually go to the login page, so I chose to rank it. Which is why when we do competitor ads, we set login as a negative. Yep. Well, and we also set other things more as like positive yeah, signs. Pricing, like pricing alternatives, alternatives, comparisons. Reviews. Yeah, making sure we know they're in the market. Um, yep. I saw one this week, just real quick. Yeah. They they're a HubSpot phone integration, right? So they're a phone recording software. They integrate with HubSpot. So one of their queries that wasn't converting was um, HubSpot call center. And so I Googled HubSpot call center and the HubSpot's number. Well, people often ask or also asked that feature in Google. It was, does HubSpot have 24 seven support? How to contact HubSpot? And so Google having that feature told me, okay, a lot of people who look this up aren't looking for a call center solution that works with HubSpot. They're looking for HubSpot support if they're sending call center software, call center software for HubSpot is different than call center HubSpot. Yeah, HubSpot call center, I yeah. think, was the, the search it? term. So, yeah, even like, yes, you can't watch the users searching that. But the way Google shows content, it tells you a lot about the intent. I love it. So, yeah, it's just 
finding the realities of things. And this, this was a fun one. It kind of surprised me. I love it. You just got to live in the SERP. That's my big takeaway from this is like live in the SERP, be your prospect, be your customer, and then do your marketing from there. Yep. Now market this. All right. Do you see where the inspiration was for this week? I mean, it looks pretty good. It's a pretty fresh haircut, man. So we're talking barbershops, fam. We're talking barbershops. <laughs> now, I am passionate about barbershops, and you don't know that about me. And I am not, so this is going to be good. Okay, because, like, I always love when you're sitting at the barbershop. I'm not a huge talker. I usually Same. just want to sit there and be quiet. Yep. But eventually, I have to wonder what they're doing with all their empty chairs. Have you ever been in one of these barbershops? There's always so many empty chairs. Yeah. I mean, when I, so the reason why I was going to try to grow up my hair and then we had the executive offsite. <sighs> Dude, I kind of want to see Flo Brady. I do too. My uncle's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like just hockey hair. Is it sick? It's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's all insecure about it. Like, what about I, the awkward face? Because the awkward face is tough. Does well, yours, that's what I was in. Does yours go back, like, naturally? Yeah, very straight hair. Yeah, I've been, like, brushing so it back. So it looks perfect on Zoom. Pretty good like, flow. It looks clean on Zoom, but in person, it's like, what is he doing with his hair? So I was at that stage, and the executive offsite was coming up, and I was meeting people in person. So I went to the barber <sighs> on Tuesday. You gave up? And I cut it. And what happened at the barber? What was so inspiring at this barber visit? You're like, Garrett, we got to talk about this on the podcast. Well, I, I, I've had multiple experiences. Okay. So I used to go to Today Barber when I lived here, close to here in Costa Mesa. And it was like 11 bucks, all cash, Vietnamese barber shop. In what, 1999? No. Like right. It hasn't been 11. Three years ago, four years ago. What was it now? It ain't $11. Probably 15 Oh, wow. Okay. What did yeah. you pay on this haircut though? Now I pay 25 cash. I tip five, so thirty. Is this one of the spots that still has like the the, the no, circles? It's called King's Barber. I think it's a chain. Okay, it's right down the street from my house, next to that pub by my house. And uh, they El pay Cortez. The, do they pay the barbers hourly or on tips based on commission on the chair? I haven't asked. I've got deep into this barber <laughs> game, but I feel I've there's so many different experiences. I've heard of people paying more money, but there's a mini fridge. You get a beer. You know, today Barber always had basketball on the main TV and they would often turn your chair so you could check out the game. This one doesn't have any TVs. Most people are chatting it up. I sometimes talk to them. I kind of let them start conversations. I'm kind of with you. Is it like I, a Mexican barbershop, like a, like a Latin no. barbershop, or is it just like, no. just like, I feel like there's Mexican barbershops and there's like Asian barbershops these days. And now there's yeah. the new white hipstery $70 a haircut This one's very hipstery, but still 25 Like this one guy has the crazy curly mustache. Okay, yeah, curly, curly mustache yeah, yeah. and like, like a motorcycle that they were working on and like the window type thing. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They have all this like vintage metal decor going on in there. Now they have all these different types of barbershops. I love them all. I've tried the salon barbershops, and to me, a salon barbershop means they wash your hair before or after. Yeah. That's like the salon barbershop. You've got, like, the stereotypical Asian barbershop that I used to go to when I was a kid where you kind of, like, pull a ticket. Do you know what I'm talking about, the ticket ones? I know, like, the DMV ticket Yeah, at school. Yeah, yeah, it's like a chop shop. You kind of yeah. go in, it's like eight, $10 haircuts, yeah, yeah. and they just go real quick, and you're in there in, like, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's where my mom would take me. Yeah, that was kind of like the Vietnamese one I went okay, to. There you go. Yeah. And then you have the, like, somewhat gangster cholo type style Mexican one that I used to go to up in Azusa when we lived in Azusa mm-hmm. all the time. And that's when I kind of fell in love with those. And that's kind of where I go. Yeah. Like my current barber's like all tatted up. He's got like the low riders outside 
and they always have the the stuff. They like, hey, you want a beer? And then they got like the TVs. Yeah. So I've been going to those spots for a while. So those spots to me are too intimidating. You get scared? I'm I'm not scared. I just I'm not. I mean, I'm just asking. I'm not scared. Yeah. I'm, pretty scared. <laughs> I'm not. You're scared, dude. I'm you're scared. scared. Hey, you're scared. <laughs> No, but like i just feel like i'm not into my haircut enough to go to them like i'm not getting fades they are there that's where you go to get the fade my scene. guys are like what do you want I'm like a two here i want it long enough up here for it to sit down what do you want in the back square rounded corners yeah how much you want off the top this much you don't hit them with a taper you don't ever want the taper no, i don't even hit the taper oh, they do the straight razor though on the neck okay. with like the yeah Oil you don't do whatever. the beard thing either, so that's makes it obviously cheaper. don't do the beard thing because <laughs> <laughs> the beard thing makes it pricey. No, it's I've like, never experienced. They charge like thirty five for the hair, twenty five for the beard. Okay, they take a while on the beard. Yeah, they take like thirty minutes on the beard. It just blows your mind. But so I love barbershops, and I've always loved asking them about their business model. Okay, anytime I go somewhere, yeah. So I'm curious to learn about this. Okay, so what I found is there's two different ways of how they're doing it. Okay, so you got Floyd ninety nine. You know Floyd's. The chain there was on 17th Street. You see it on the right when you turn right to get yes. on to Irvine yes, Ave. Yes, yeah, you know yes, going. Yes, it's yes. shut down now. But Floyd's blew up, really popular, did really well, and now they've kind of gone downhill when they moved to hourly. So it used to be a lot of the way the game works is there's an owner of the shop, and then you get a chair, and then they're your customers. Yeah, and you pay a cut. Your chair is almost your own business, kind of. Correct. Thing. Yep. And you pay rent on your chair, yep. and then that rent goes there, and then you can keep everything after you've paid your rent off. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they do it. Yeah. So you, you essentially you rent a chair. Now, other places now are having everyone just be hourly because essentially I think what they found is like Brady doesn't do nothing for the shop because Brady's not a hustler, and Brady doesn't bring in his own customers. And so the shop's doing all the marketing. Mm-hmm. Why should we be giving Brady all the profits? We should keep yeah. all the profits if we're doing all the marketing and we'll just pay Brady hourly. Yeah. What do you think that did to the quality of haircuts and quality of barbers? They that... stopped caring. And where do you think all the top barbers went? Do you think they kept? They left. They left. Yeah. And that's having Floyd's. Same thing happens everywhere. You think that's what a supercuts is? Is that model? Well, no. I think the one people who kind of like have a little bit of, you know, sport cuts or sport clips. Yeah. I think what they did is they just got beautiful women to massage your hair and tell you how strong and good looking you are and you get a terrible haircut but our ego is why my roommates went there instead of today barber yeah yeah our egos are way more important than our haircuts okay and i think they figured that psychology out interesting so yeah it's just like beautiful women cutting hair at sport clips okay it's all women cutting hair not like the traditional barbershop dudes thing yeah so that's, that's one business model. Yeah, with the sports on, and then they do like the they think they're like they're like cheap equinox. You know, you get a eucalyptus towel, okay, a massage, a hair massage. Yeah, I mean, if I have to pay fifteen dollars and you play with my hair for five minutes, might be sold. You kind of get what I'm saying. So that was kind of their marketing tactic. Yeah, which is a little cheeky. I personally have always liked the barber shops where it's like independently owned and the people cutting your hair. Or either the owner of the shop is usually who I like to have my cut my hair. I like the guy mm-hmm. who runs the shop to cut my hair. So I'll talk to you about my latest conversation with this guy. So I okay. was talking with um, him, Alfred, two weeks ago when I got my hair cut. Yeah, two weeks ago. And I was curious because he's got six chairs. In his, he's got a strip mall, really cheap, probably $3,000 a month rent, yep. $2,000 a month rent. 
I can't remember, two or three K okay. a month in rent where I live in orange. It's not the world's greatest area, affordable strip mall, class C, you know, Alberto's tacos is in the parking lot next door, 24 seven drive. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen these a thousand yeah. times. Okay. So he's in there. He's got six chairs. He's got a business partner, him and his business partner. They're always busy. And then what they're having a hard time with is the same problem all blue-collar industries. So, like, my dad had this problem. Tanner's dad has this problem. Like, anybody who's really good in this industry and who's driven usually opens up their own shop. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get good barbers that are reliable and have their own book of business. Yeah. Because they still got to pay for the chair. Mm-hmm. They got to have enough customers to pay for the chair. And so I always wanted to know... Because, like, if I was in this game, I'd have to be Floyd's. I got to dream big. I got to hit a home run. I can't just have my little barbershop and I cut great hair. Yeah. I got to make it the biggest barbershop in the world. That's how I'm wired. So I was trying to ask him, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, if I were you, in my head, it's kind of how I do it. I'm like, how would I make this the biggest barbershop in the world? His primary issue is supply, not demand. Okay. So what he has a hard time with is keeping good barbers mm-hmm. for extended periods of time. And then he doesn't really make any money because they just got to pay the chair. So let's say you have six chairs, rents 3K. What's that math? 500 bucks per chair? Yeah. Right? Okay. So he makes 500 bucks. Or he could do five haircuts. Yeah. It's hard for him to want to deal with the crap of managing you and everything else when he only makes another $500. Yeah. So how would you scale up one? I think you have to change the, the, the billing mechanism. Maybe make a cut of each. What if you took 15% of each guy's Haircut. Yeah. I think taking a cut of the cut is what I was thinking when you were talking about the two extremes on like yeah. taking a percentage versus, you know, hourly. hourly. I yep. would up the percentage. I think, you know, it kind of reminds me of like how tech companies are holding on to developers. It's just like, how are they making it hard to leave that spot? So I think running the marketing for them. So I don't know if it's like an admin or... Okay, you're like this. I asked him, okay, do you spend on marketing? He was like, yeah, man, but it's so expensive. I was like, okay, what is he? He's like, yeah, man, we were doing like 300 bucks a month on Yelp, but it was just pricey. I think there's a lack of vision in the industry too. Because yeah. if you just spend a thousand bucks on Google My Business ads, a thousand bucks on Yelp, and then a thousand bucks on your YouTube content, and then every repeat customer once every six months you ask for a photo, you would have unlimited social content and unlimited transactional barbershop near me rankings. Yeah, and you could like like if I bought that barbershop, I could fill all six chairs up in a week. Mm. That's how much demand there is, and how low the like. The threshold is of top labor, of top barbers, but here's what he said: yeah, it's hard time. He has hard time getting the people. So my idea was to build like an apprenticeship program. So find like top performing students in the high school, maybe who are in the performing arts programs, the social sciences, like the or what is that called when you do like artsy stuff? Uh, liberal arts. So yeah, liberal arts school. Like people are gonna go liberal arts school. You could offer them an apprenticeship. There used to be this uh, dude. Off Bristol, remember off Bristol here? It was like he has all the he would do all the salon school guy or what's his what do you know what I'm talking about? Like the famous uh yeah haircut school. I forget his name. Will you search this for me? Uh 
it's something in guy but it it's is, not right? guy fieri no it's like uh even though men's the haircut hair in the business school paul mitchell not guy paul mitchell my bad it's on see on uh bristol so paul mitchell i would take a page out of paul's book and i would essentially same thing i tell the plumber guy like plumbers drywallers contractors any car you need to build an apprenticeship program at the high school level mm-hmm. so guys come out of high school and choose to not go to college because maybe that's not for them and they go into cutting hair or doing drywall or electrical they can still make a ton of money in a way better life but i think if you were to get younger people who are driven and talented instead of sometimes maybe some of the people you do get who end up being barbers who are like were rejected by other parts of society, it can sometimes feel like. Mm-hmm. People would say they're just passionate about hair, super talented, and then you put them on a two-year contract. It's a two-year apprenticeship. Afterwards, you could even theoretically have an investment business where you'll give them a small loan to start their own barbershop. It's not a bad idea. Like a two-year yeah. apprenticeship program, and then you get, I'll help you with, uh, to, you know, um, you know, to fund your, you know, hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand or twenty five thousand dollars to start your company, and you got to pay it back to me in, you know, two years or something. It wouldn't be a bad idea. You could yeah. be like the Godfather, like the Joe Rogan of comedians and podcasts. You could be for barbers. Yeah, but do you think, like, in terms of location wise, like, how many barber shops can you have in a in a location? When it gets to There's too many. There's shops on every corner, bro. Yeah. I was just thinking, I mean, if the demand's that high, don't you just raise your price? Okay, that's where I went to. So, great question. That's what I told him the other way. So, I said there's two options. Yeah. We were talking about I was like, there's two ways for you to make money. This is really random that you... By the way, this was not planned. Like, Brady was like, what if we did a barbershop? And I was like, dope. But I didn't tell him, like... It was because I recently got my hair cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, dope. Let's try that one this time. So... I did the same thing. I said, well, the other route I've seen some guys go, because we were talking about how you're going to grow the business and all stuff, and I like to talk about this kind of stuff. So I was like, well, the other route you could go is you could raise your rates. I said, like, and one of the other guys was like, yeah, the guy who cut Steve Harvey's hair makes like 400K a year. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, it's a little harder to be the guy who cut that Steve Harvey's hair. mustache is probably insured for $5 million or something. <laughs> Great mustache. Great mustache. I think it helps with the timing. No. But um, the the point of it all was, okay, what if you went up market? Because you can only mm-hmm. have so many hours in a day. Like, the constraint these guys have is they can only do so many cuts in a day. Yeah. And they have too much demand, but they don't make a ton of money sending their demand to you. Yeah. They make most of their own money just cutting their own hair. And then, you know, they have other chairs. Mm-hmm. But they don't really make their money on the chairs. They make their money on their own chair. But they don't raise their rates because I think they're scared of people leaving. Like, they're the same reason why everybody, like they don't, I think they yeah, don't want customer to, retention. That's tough when you raise your rates at a barbershop from even 25 to 35, right? Well, let's say I'm in this case, to. Julio, you've been cutting Julio's hair for four years. You know, Julio doesn't have a ton of money, but you like Julio, you've cut his hair forever. But some of these guys would feel inappropriate pricing Julio out of a haircut. Yeah. That's why I said just do it for net new customers. But that's tough too, where it's like, how much do I owe you again? You, it's 25. You, it's 35. Well, no, I would have all my prices be the new prices. But I, let the, I would I would grandfather in the OGs. Yeah. I wouldn't have two public prices. I would have one price. It's 100 bucks a haircut. Yeah. There's still, just... I think you just got to puff your chest out sometimes and know that you're the best at cutting hair. Yeah. Because I think people would pay for it. Okay, so like a lady who did this is over at what's called Press Men's Hair in Bristol. 
Okay. You didn't know how passionate I am about the barber game. I did not know okay. the. So there's a lady off Bristol who works at a place called Press Men's Hair. Her name's Van. Okay. Pull this up, actually. I'll show you. So I like what she's done because I think it's the healthiest way to do it if you're not going to go swing tall. If you want, like, single location. How do you make more money as a single location barber? Mm-hmm. So. They do this whole men's salon thing, which is kind of like a – it's not really a barbershop. Yeah. It's all, like, ladies who are, like, more like a traditional salon, but for men. It's kind of interesting. They don't really pull it off in the sense that, like, it's obviously done by what women think men want instead of what men want, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> it's like if we tried to do a women's store and it was just us yeah. thinking, like, oh, this is what women want, and we just totally messed it up. They kind of come off somewhat different like that, but there's Van, right? See, Van? Now, here's what I love about her. You try to hire Van. So, go to rates. Watch this. So, if you go uh, go to, like, book a haircut, you'll like this. So, this is one way sh- he could do it. So, go to go to the top. Yeah. Uh, book. There you go. So, see how it has Marina and their names? What is a man wave? I think that was in the hero image. Dude, they're making up new hair techniques. Now, notice Van's prices versus everyone else's. Look at the bottom left. Three ninety five. Van cleans up. Okay, go click haircuts I mean, on the top. The other ones are two fifty for a man wave. I know, but let's just go to haircuts. I don't know what a man wave is. So watch. Look at the prices. Marina sixty eight. Tiffany fifty eight. Van one ten, and she doesn't in thirty. Shit. So that's what I'm saying. Van's got it figured out. She's making up. Be di- Don't be better. Be different. She's like, you want different? She meant to the man wave. Man wave. Okay, Van, shout out you because you're like a genius with how do you make more money without opening up another location? Create, play on men's insecurities. So solve men's balding. Yeah. I right? mean, like, I went to, so I went to a place. Are you balding? This, no. Okay. I thought <laughs> I, I had, okay. where are we going with this? Like three to four years ago, I thought I had alopecia. What's that? It's an it's autoimmune holes, disease. Hair, right? Well, yeah, it's an autoimmune disease that where you can't, my dad has it. Okay. Oh. And so, so you're like, oh, I, I mean, I don't have much facial hair, but I had a patch here and then I had a patch right here. And so I was growing my hair out. I couldn't go to Today Barber anymore because, like, they just give me the normal, you know, two here, four here, and cut the top. So I went to the place in the center by the office where Stax is. Yep. And I tried it out. And, I mean, they were doing the eucalyptus towels. They washed yeah. the hair and everything. There you go. But it to me, it was way too expensive. That's okay. I had this. I would issue. live with the bald spot. So which I, grew never, back. I never got a haircut from Van because I was like, 110. And she was always booked out. Like, watch, try to book her. I don't think you can get on Van's appointments, like, anytime soon here, dude. You can have a guest. Like, Van doesn't have no cuts. Yeah, it's the 18th right now. and You can't get a cut anytime soon with Van. That's what I was trying to explain. So, this is the other way you go as a barbershop. I like this one because it's all dynamic pricing based. They still centrally control it through the booking mechanism. Mm-hmm. My guy, I call or text. You know, it's like old school. Oh, I just walk up, put my name on a piece of paper, and put my phone number, and I either drive home or chill this in the parking This is the B2B spot? No, this is the one by my house okay. now. But same idea, right? Yeah. So I feel like if I were those people, I would get to centrally controlled booking. 
I would take a percent of each of my barbers, and if they wanted to make more money, I'd allow them to raise their rates. Yeah. I like the rate. I like the allowing rate freedom at the cut Yeah, that's level. an interesting concept. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because then me as the founder, let's say I'm Van and I've earned it, and I – the thing is, is Van obviously has dudes with enough money that she's cut for long enough that they pay her prices. Yeah. It's interesting though. At my place, you can say who you want, and I put any. So oh, yeah. if people have different rates, I'm at the point where it's like, give me the cheapest. I was an any guy, but then this one guy was cutting my hair, and he just kept standing way too close, and like putting his junk on my leg while he's trying to cut my hair, and I was like, I'm done with that. Yeah, that was it. I was like, excuse me. So any any anyone, but yeah, your... and then he was ne- I never said anything, but that guy was never back there again. Like he, he he was high. Like I could tell he was just completely high. Okay. And he wasn't all there. And I'd be like, I'd tell him what I wanted. And then he'd forget immediately. And he kept asking and he was like fidgeting. And he was like way too close to me. Just completely just on one. I came back like two weeks later and I went back to my normal guy and I was like, I will wait. And he was no longer working there. And I was like, what happened to him? And he's like, yeah, you know, it didn't really work out. I was like, okay, at least this guy's like (laughs) saw what I saw. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't say anything to anyone. I was like, well, that was awkward. Yeah. Like, you're way too close to my physical space for cutting my hair, and I do not like this right now. Yeah. See, I'm already just trying to sit there and ignore everyone and get the whole time. So are you a one. phone guy? Are you on your phone? No. I'm not either because I don't like got my hands trapped. Yeah, you're in a yeah, I'm in the, I'm reverse in the, cape. Yeah, I'm in the reverse cape. How are you on your phone? I know. I've never understood the guys who can be on the phone. No. Now. I mean, I talk it up a little bit, but it's if they're starting conversations. What about products? I think products are big. I asked him where he makes his margin. So I kept the conversation going. Yeah. Okay. And I asked him, hey, where do you make the money? He said, most of the money. So I asked him, like, how do you make your money here? Mm-hmm. Off my own haircuts and the product. He makes no money on the chairs because they're just paying him for the rent. Yeah. And he already, like, he doesn't, 500 yeah. bucks is great. So a cut on products for the, I would the barbers th- would be good. I, so you, well, so you want, okay, so like, so let's say Jimmy's cutting cuts for us, right? So you and I are the owners. We're 50-50 and Jimmy's our new barber. He's on the third chair. We take 15% of all of his cuts, but he doesn't have to pay for the chair. Yeah. So that would give us upside to grow with Jimmy. He's on a two-year contract. It's part of an apprenticeship. And then he's got the opportunity, if he's in good standing with us, to receive a loan if we have the capital to start his own shop. Yeah. Right? So we had that going on. And now at the end of a cut, he does, you know, one of our customers, we're both busy. We say, hey, go to go to Jimmy. Jimmy does the cut at the end. He's he, he, like, you want product? They say, yeah. So he puts product in it and he gives them a little pitch. This is one of my favorites. It's all coconut oil, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you want me to, do you want me to get you on a checkout? And the guy goes, yeah. So mm-hmm. he buys, let's say a $20 thing of gel. Do we give a cut to Jimmy for being the sales guy on that? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's it's cool how he's brought in as like a separate person to consult on product. It's like the fancy wine person at restaurants. What's yeah. their Oh, you're saying we have a product. I know. No, I'm saying Jimmy's just the third chair. He just does a cut. And at the end, he asks if you want product. You say yes. And then he pitches you on the product yeah. and put it in your hair. But if they use, if like a barber uses him, hey, Jimmy, come over here. Like this guy has questions on product. That would be an interesting oh. play. Because I think there's an opportunity with product because... And you could just train your barbers on this. Just ask them, like, are you happy with the product you're using? Are you, like, do you want another look? Because I think it's tough to know. Like, for me, I didn't want shiny. I didn't want, like, gel and it stiff. But I didn't know what to do. And fortunately, my cousin was a hair stylist. So she's like, oh, 
you know, Kevin Murphy, this type, it won't be, it'll be a matte finish. You can mold it how you want. It'll look natural. I was like, oh, perfect. There's no way I would have figured that out myself. I was using like the axe. No, I get what you're saying. So you're saying we need a hair sommelier who teaches. I mean, the cost of that probably isn't worth it. I think you can just train barbers to ask those questions. Like, are you happy with your product? Is there any type of style you wish you could well there's something the way we could monetize this person because there's some there's three things you need in a barbershop and there's three things that men would pay more for if you had a beautiful woman Mm -hmm. who did the appointment taking and setting so banned the phone yeah swept the floor and washed the hair and to your point the fourth did product recommendations in a in a barber shop with a female doing the consulting on the product way smarter yeah than if we had like sal like big boy sal come over. i like to use you don't really trust <laughs> yeah, him that big much bald guy i this <laughs> product <stuff. laughs> yeah. we don't trust him but you get like the beautiful woman who's like oh i love when the hair's like this where he's like yeah me too you know he doesn't know you're yeah. gonna just buy whatever she says yeah yeah that stuff it looks greasy because it's shiny like you should go matte yeah it'll it look way natural. better on you especially with you're your like, jawline yep. And you're like, and you're like, oh yeah, it does look better on me with this jawline. This putty goes great with your jawline. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, yeah. yeah. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. Instead of the old barber dude being like, you want a beer? Mm-hmm. She's like, dude, would you like a beer? And you're like, yeah, I would like a beer. I feel like we could do better that way. Yeah. I think social content too. I think social content like, would be huge. Because if if your shop is the one running that type of marketing, that's where it's hard to leave. Right. I think there's some cool clips that could happen. Like I see one where you ask why they're there for their cut. There's always a story there. I have like for me, it's weddings. I have or something way executive better for retreat. You. Let's hear it. You want to see it? I can't remember the name. Pull this up. I saw this the guy one. who does on the street. No. And just offers people haircuts. No. Imagine. Sounds if, cool. Imagine if like Boston Dynamics got into the haircut. Game. Oh, gosh. So I've got something for you. So go to like a men's haircut, Orange County. Uh perfect cut every time or something like that so they have a whole database where they store your haircut and they use this tech i think it's kempt i think it's kempt k-e-m-p-t that kempt men's hair i think this is one of them i was trying to find a new haircut spot i came it's on the map it's on the map yeah sorry i think that's yeah search no Yeah, there it is. Keep going out. Oh, yeah, see, that's what I meant with the motorcycle. <laughs> I did not know about their motorcycle, but I knew it would be having one. Oh, okay, I forgot. Services made sewer services. Let me is see. it a gallery? Because you said it's like an archive of photos. I'm trying to remember what it is. Oh, click services for me. Oh, there it is. Cool. Let's scroll. Let's see what we got. Let's scroll. Five. Three packs. They're doing some packages. Okay. okay, I can't remember. But what it is essentially is they have like a facial scanning, head scanning software. And you go into this spot. It's in Orange County. I can't remember the name of it right now. Yeah. And they fully scan your head and your facial structure. And then they give you recommendations on how you should do your hair. There it is. There it is. Date cuts. That's it. The world's cuts. most advanced haircut engineering. This is what I'm talking about. You didn't know I was this deep in the haircut game. Jeez. I've been like, look, yes. Keep going down. 
So let's watch this real quick. Because we could do, I want to see this. We could do something similar, potentially. That particular guy came in wanting something that just blew my mind. The picture is, it's really was incredible. I was like, I didn't know hair could be cut like this. And at the time, I just was like, there's, I can't, can't do this. I and I attempted music. it, and it just went terribly. And um, that was the point when I realized the fact that we don't have See some sort of system, system in place to make sure that sort of the general idea of like, this is what a haircut is. This is this is how it should look, right? That there's no system in place to make sure that people are guaranteed that. It seems pretty simple. One of the most important systems that we have developed as human beings in our history is a checklist, just a basic, simple checklist. You do this, check, you do this, check, and you just go down the list, right? You know, 20, 30 years ago, we had the general surgeon. Now you have guys and uh, women that only operate on tumors on pituitary glands, you know, very specific procedures. And so if the most important industry in the world is following these checklists, following these procedures, and following hyper-specialization, one could determine that that is what you should do as well for your company. What I first took a look at are, okay, so what are the variables and what are the consistencies? We all have roughly the exact same skull. Now, there are some differences in the head, just like there are differences of sizes in human beings, right? But everybody's got a mastoid process, and almost everybody's got a zygomatic process, a temporalis muscle, a parietal bone. And so since there is this consistency... I, I think people can watch this on their own time, and they'll get it, but... It's wild. Yeah. This is also in Orange County. I don't know what kind of ecosystem we have in the barbership shop community, but... My point being is, like, there is always innovation in every industry. Yeah. I've always been some wildly, it's so weird that you were like, let's talk barbershop. So I've been weirdly <laughs> intrigued by bar. Like, you had no idea I had so much not barbershop. Yeah, i sitting back here. <laughs> but this is, it's a very interesting thing. And I think if we did have a much simpler way of, like, categorizing people's head shape and then providing recommendations around what type, what they could do with their hair, I felt that could make a standout, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, well, usually guys who come in like this, we usually recommend one of these three styles. What mm -hmm. do you think about this? Why? And then you tell them, oh, well, because of X, Y, and Z. And they go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, here's now, what it would look like. And... Now they have more confidence. Yeah. Because my hair, this is the type of hair I yeah, should be it's having. The cut for them. Correct. Exactly. And then their chest is a little broader. Their spine's a little taller. And then they tell everyone that they got the greatest haircut of all time. But what do you think? Yeah. No, I, I did not know all this about barber shops. It's crazy. But it sounds like we need to work on barber retention. We well, need to find barber the... supply. We need we need we need talented barbers to join us and we yeah. need them to last for two years. Like the Alliance from Reed Hoffman, right? We need them to last two years. What do they get for lasting two years? They get, let's say, help and support, a capital for their very first barber shop. Yeah. And then we get to build our legacy in the community. Yep. Right, so we got that supply and demand, and just that cost. Like, what's the threshold there? Yep. How is marketing supporting a that percent journey? of each of their cuts? But we also supply all the marketing yeah. and the facility. And we the don't more charge we do rent. for them, the higher our cut can be, while still retaining retaining the barbers. Well, and there's no upfront cost because we're only taking a percent of what you make. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean renting the chair. I kind of like the pressure on that, where it's like shoot. I'm being charged 500 every month. No you matter could probably what. rent the chair and take a cut. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Little, little. You, you want to get, you want to double dip. Yeah, I just like the pressure for the barber. Like I'm renting this thing 500 every month. Like I got to make sure I have clients. Versus if it's just a cut, 
It's like, sure, I'm not making that much money, but I'm not paying that much money either. Do you think the laziness could take over there? I don't know. I yeah. like the, I like the pressure of the. I like that. I like that. You give them a little fixed cost. Share. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they have little fixed costs. They have little variable costs, but they can raise their rates. Mm-hmm. They can make their rates as expensive as they want too. Yeah. But they still got to pay for the chair. Yeah. We still take the same cut. Yep. I think that's fair. And then I like the smart mirror. I think there's something there. Where, because I don't. Smart yeah. mirror. What do you mean by smart mirror? So, Did we not pull on that thread? Come on, break it down for me. So there's mirrors where it's like a TV or a mirror. Mm. And so when you're talking about like mocking up haircuts, like you could have a camera built into it where you're seeing it, it in the mirror. It's expensive though, dude. We're charging 50 bucks a haircut over here. Yeah, but it probably in the longer term pays itself off in profits. Okay. Because the if mirrors it, just like once you got those mirrors in, I mean, you're using them every single day. I wanted to recommend products as well for your head type. Yeah. Because if we could show what it would look like if you use one product recommended versus another. haircut and associated products. Yeah. Because the margins on the products. Because I notice most barbers, they don't use the mirror, they turn you the opposite way. Well, yeah, they always do that. Yeah, they always flip you around. And you watch the TV over there and at the end, yeah. they give you the thing to be like, is it straight? And I can barely figure out how to work the thing. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. So the smart mirror, I mean, you could have the game on it, too, because it's technically a TV and a mirror. And then you turn the mirror on at the end. Yeah. I like where your head's at there. It's a little pricey, but I get it. A little creative. I don't know how much it costs, but... And then you like my receptionist, floor sweeper, products. Yeah, product person, social media, too. Social media, hair washing. Yeah. I think that would hit. My current shop um, has the guns. Whoa. The the massage guns. <laughs> the Theraguns. Theraguns. And they give you a Theragun massage at the end. I did not. Yeah. I've never had that. I think that'd be nice. Little shoulders. I like the straight razor. Straight. Well, yeah, you have to. That's a barbershop. Yeah. This, From, is, I, this is like the first one I've wait, been really? to that has that. So I was like, oh, okay, damn, no, this that's is why, legit. That's why I'm going to the barbershop because I like the straight razor on the fade. Okay. They just do like the neck. That's how they do the neck cleanup. Oh, yeah. They should be doing all of it for you. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's straight razor. Okay. That's what makes it a barbershop. This is a straight razor. And then I'm going to a barbershop. There you guys. go. Okay. I, I feel like this business is a pretty big success. Now we just do a little advertising, do some yeah. social content. Yeah, I think you could find a good social. Similar to that rapper, right? He has a system. Like, I think there's a lot of storytelling. I think we do monthly events, bring in like a local artist, like music, like a musician. Yeah. Like or a DJ. And we just do like like customer appreciation nights. Mm-hmm. And then we've got like 15% off all products. Yeah. Something like that. I think there's ways to do it where you could be a part yeah, of the community. You can hang out in the shop, sign up to get a cut. Yeah. Maybe prices are more, gives back to the community though. Yeah. Half of them all go back to like the local Catholic church or something like you that. You get new clients from it. So even if you're donating all of that, that day you got 20 new clients for the long run. Maybe we sponsor the local high school football team, do all their cuts, like for the big like homecoming night, we do all their cuts. And then they tell all their buddies. We got local customers. Business cards, discount on first cut. We're good at this barbershop game. I mean, we can't cut hair, but I feel like we're pretty good. Yeah. It's just one of those industries where they were never trained on marketing, yet they have to run a business. It reminds me of like dentistry and optometry. It's like they're running their own business. They did not go to school for marketing. No. Or business. Or business. They went to school for They know how to clean teeth. Yeah. They know how to cut hair. Yeah. They have to run their business, grow clientele. So it's just one of those situations where you could step in as a marketer. Do you do all right. Yeah. So 
Well, it's been fun, Brady. I think we've pretty much revolutionized haircuts. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I want to look more into this. I know I'm, you I'm did. Gonna I know that. you're going to go there, by I'm going to finish that video. That thing I know went you deep. Are. I'm, once he did the anatomy of the skull, once I, was like, I started All right. showing this to you, I knew you were a Dane Cuts guy yeah. immediately. So thank you, everyone. Episode 23, like, subscribe, follow along, and uh, have a great day. See you next week.